Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now, with over a half a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey there, my friend. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. You're going to love today's interview because I saw this guy on Facebook. His name is Shane Grammer. He used to make um, huge movie sets for like Universal Studios and Disney and all these huge companies, incredible artists, had a great, great business. But God began to lead him in a different way. And now he's all about infusing beauty into broken things. And God is really prospering all that he's doing, not only in a spiritual sense, but also uh, just giving him viral coverage in some of the things that he's created out of the fires and destruction in California uh, this last year. It's been really, really powerful to watch. And I just wanted to share him with you on our podcast to really let you see how God's using ordinary people in ordinary circumstances all over the world. And as we do the thing that God's called us to do, He's the one that takes it viral. He's the one whose name is glorified. He's the one that releases transformation in and through our life and through our work. So you're going to love Shane. You can connect with him. Uh, All of his information is right down in the show notes today. So be sure to click on that and see the incredible work that he is uh, he's creating out there. Now, listen, I want to jump over to podbean.com. A lot of you listen over there and Joyce left me a great uh, review. She said, actually, this is. This podcast is a must listen for every creative. It's been life changing for me. It's helped me see my negative mindsets uh, I've had, and it's helped me expand my view on creativity with the Holy Spirit. Well, Joyce, thank you for that. That's a big encouragement and a big encouragement for me, for my team, lets us know we're on on the right path. And I'm so glad that you're listening every week to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Listen, wherever you are, if you're listening today, please take a moment, subscribe to the podcast, like it on whatever app that you're um, that you're listening on and also review it. Make sure that you go and just leave me a little note. I love reading those and I'd love to feature you on one of my shout outs here uh, on our podcast every week. All right. Well, hey, friend, I'm going to get out of the way. You're going to love this episode with my new friend, artist Shane Grammer. Well, hey, my friend, I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I've got a new friend with me who I actually saw his work on Facebook the other day, and I was like, gosh, I want to have this guy on the podcast. Such a powerful story. Shane Grammer. Shane, thank you so much, man, for being on the Thriving Christian Artist podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely. You know, Facebook is a funny thing, right? You start digging into people and you're like, hey, we know some of the same people, so I bet he's all right. This is <laughs> this is great. And then I started... That's right. Then I started looking at your at your work and and uh, just seeing all the incredible things that you're doing. Really, in the middle of this crazy pandemic life that we're all living right now, and so I, I definitely wanted to to have you on. So for those folks who have not seen you or know you, know your work, anything like that, give us a little bit of that backstory: who you are, where you're from, what you do creatively, and all that. Oh yeah. So well, my roots, uh, my love is street art and graffiti uh, since I was in high school, and I'm an o- older guy now. I mean, I'm 48 years old, so I've been going at it for a long time. But um, I also, uh, my background, I had a scenic shop, and a scenic shop is we are the designers and fabricators of what you see in major parks and attractions. 
Uh, so I was a De uh, Walt Disney Imagineer for a short time. Uh, did projects for Universal Studios, uh, you know, fiberglass, sculpted rocks, trees. Um, but uh, I and I'm doing this as fast as I can. But no, I, that's fine. <laughs> I went from being a scenic shop that you know was four guys to 55 people on payroll at one time, and I just absolutely hated it. Um, because I was the guy bringing in all the work. I wasn't doing anything creative anymore. And it, it, you, you know, we'd get these packages of these beautiful things that we we're supposed to fabricate, but um, it, it was, uh, you, you, there'd be 25 people, you know, copied to every email and approvals. And <laughs> it just became a, a fabrication machine. And the writing on the wall was to continue that, I had to go bigger. Wow. And I, I hated it, absolutely hated it. And then I tried working for a few people for about a year and a half. And then I, I just said, I hate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Our story is so similar. I, I was actually in ministry for a long time. And then I left uh, that in, in 2002. I was a worship pastor and all that, and but always worked in larger churches and did marketing and graphic design and all that. So I started my own firm in, in 2002, 2003 and loved it. And then I was a great salesperson, right? So I went out and grew it. And then you're like saying this that story, you're like, now I got to figure out how to get everybody paid. Like I'm not doing the creative anymore. This is, this is not fun. So, so what, how did that turn then in your life? What happened? Well, uh, when I started working for a few companies and that moved my family from Northern California, we ended up moving down to uh, LA. Uh, my wife and I have three girls. And then I spent a year working for a company, just doing design concept designs, um, because, you know, I, I led all kinds of teams doing these types of projects. And then I ended up working for a scenic shop for six months and I literally got fired. Um, it was what I joke and I, I, I won't mention the name of the company, but <laughs> like working for a redneck mob I'll yeah. just that way. Uh, scenic shops are very uh, territorial. Um, you, you have to be careful who you're talking to because they might be trying to get the same project you know and then it could be a couple hundred thousand dollar to a 1.5 million dollar contract wow so it's very cutthroat low margin and especially when you work with ip clients ip or intellectual properties so when you start working with disney universal the big players sea world and all that it's a different ball game sure and uh and i hated it i it was just like uh I was in J Jason Bourne in the art world. The art, you know, <laughs> who's going to shoot me in the head, you know, with a sniper rifle. Um, and, and, and I, you know, as artists, some of us artists can be very competitive and, or it's, I, it's really easily I, our identity. And when your identity is wrapped around that, yeah. you can step on a lot of, uh, a lot of people and, and, and hurt them emotionally by, being creative or being uh, somebody that's very motivated and driven. Uh, so I just found myself in this world and I'm, I'm just like, Lord, I mean, I was on my breaks at work. I would go on prayer walks and I'm just going, God, there's more. There has to be more than yeah. this. Um, I, you put so much creativity in me and I feel like it's just getting compressed and put in a box. So there's got to be more here. You're my father, part that Red Sea, because I don't know where you're going to part this Red Sea at. It is and so interesting. I think, 
especially for us, I mean, men and women are the same in this, although I, I see it kind of happen a lot more in guys sometimes that we'll get a word from the Lord or we'll feel, you know, this real connection with man, this is the direction I'm supposed to go. And then all of a sudden, two years later, you're like, we're off in this direction and we're making this thing happen. And it's total striving land and all that. And you turn around and you're like, Hey, I thought this was your idea, God. Like where, where are you in the middle of this? And how, how did that play out in your life? Or, I mean, did you feel like that when you started your art business and creating all these incredible sets and all that, was that something that you felt like was what you were supposed to be doing that you just took a wrong turn or was that never the right thing from the beginning or what? No, you know, great question. In the very beginning, I, I kind of stumbled on it because I was doing graffiti and I was also in YWAM, Youth with a Mission, just um, back after, after my high school years. Yeah. So I, I was just pursuing the work that I liked, but that opened up doors. So I started doing graffiti free for youth groups. Uh, then I got paid a few times and then I was pulled into a youth convention in Northern California. Um, and, uh, and then uh, I learned in construction growing up in the construction world that you, you say yes, and you learn how to do it that night, you know, so you have work. <laughs> I don't, that's not the best advice, but I've been um, there, right? Never say no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, churches started asking me, hey, can you do props? Can you do stage sets? And I'm like, yeah. And, and I always had a knack for arts and, uh, you know, for sculpting, for painting and different types of mediums and things like that. And, and then I started doing stage sets. And then I met a Hollywood sculptor that blew my mind. And, uh, and, and that launched me into this whole kind of large scale sets and sculptures and, you know, where can I go with this? And then I don't know if you noticed, but churches in the mid 90s started, they started investing in their children's departments and building environments for their, uh, you know, children's spaces wow. and freeways and things like that. And so I had a few churches reach out to me because I was doing work for youth conventions. Hey, can you do a children's environment? And so I started to in the, go into that whole genre. Um, and then, but I wasn't really, I was very creative. I was your typical artist. I was, I was somebody who just wanted to create art. I wasn't, I didn't have the mentality of how do I grow this and right. you know, start doing the two, $3 million gigs um that other companies were doing at that time uh and i didn't know i didn't know how to shake hands kiss babies you know that's <laughs> you know i didn't know relational how to, stuff that's required right yeah yeah I, I just didn't do that and and then but then uh as as uh the church market started to shift and change due to you know economics things like that they started going into more murals uh, and, and, and less three-dimensional, which I really enjoyed, and I didn't like that. And so I, I wanted to continue expanding, so I went after the theme park industry, and, and that's when I started that whole process that opened up doors to bigger, larger-scale projects. Wow, wow. And, and, and I enjoyed every aspect of it. I mean, learning how to create trees and sculpt rocks and do fiberglass and steel and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I really got a, a great uh, education in, in how to do a lot of different types of uh, disciplines. You know, we hear from artists all the time in my mentoring program or on the podcast commenting, you know, they're like, I want a life like that artist or you're like the person you interviewed. I want to be doing that too. And 
I think one of the things people underestimate so often is the years of little micro decisions that all of us make. I'm just hearing all these little turns, these little nudges, these little things that you did along the way to be faithful to the thing that was in your heart. And before long, because it's not like 20 years ago, you could have planned where that business was going to end up. None of us can do that. But as we continue to to say yes, I'm interested though, as you kind of came to the end of that season and you're, I'm looking at your website, you know, talking about infusing beauty in broken things and this whole, you know, all the things that you're doing, such seems like a divergence from, from this part of your life that you were just talking about. So what began to shift in you so that you began to take a different direction? What is your life looking like now as an artist? Yeah. And, and, and I'm not trying to, and I, I'm asking people to hear my heart here because I know there's a lot of Christians that are watching your show. Yeah. Uh, and it's not my intention to offend you uh, <laughs> on purpose, but Christian art typically makes me want to throw up in my mouth. And I'm <laughs> so sorry. Uh, and, and, and it's not Christian art. Let me rephrase that. It's the mentality in the yeah. church yeah. of Christian art and what Christian art is supposed to be. Um, I'm a son of God. I'm God's son. So I'm a Christian and God made me an artist. Come on. <laughs> uh, so in that, uh, I, again, and I got to go back. I love edgy art. I was inspired. God used subway uh, graffiti in New York uh, to just blow my mind and make me want to pursue artwork for a reason. So I'm constantly following artists that are doing other, doing different things. They're uh, doing artwork in abandoned locations, um, you know, on on different types of structures. So I'm, I'm I'm always trying to figure out how can I do something different as an artist to to brand myself and to continue to feed that that hunger that I feel I believe that God has put deep inside of me. So as a Christian growing up, my first mural was in inside of an orphanage uh, in Mexico, you know, that no one will ever see. Uh, but I grew up in a church that had a strong emphasis on world missions. So I've always had that heart for ministry, street. I love urban kids, uh, you know, inner city type of stuff. I went to Cambodia. I did murals in Swipok where uh, it used to be a brothel for with nine stalls for wow. girls down to five years old. Wow. And so there's a theme there that's always been in my heart that God has used me, even though I was working parallel in the commercial world as, as an artist, as a, as a designer. But I wanted to get back to that heart um, of being able to have that freedom to pursue projects that I felt like were making a difference, connecting with my audience in an emotional way. I just, I really appreciate your heart in that because I say this a lot to people, you know, I believe that God cares that we create, not necessarily what we're creating. It's, you know, there's this, especially among Christians, there can be this whole idea of Christian art has to look this way or be of these subjects and these themes and this imagery and metaphor and that sort of thing. It's like, I think that's one of the reasons the Lord's, (laughs) I don't know, allowed me to speak into the lives of so many artists because I'm a woven sculpture artist. So I go in the woods, I cut down trees, I take bark, I weave it together. I make these big nests and pods for luxury homes and hotels and, and things like that. So it has nothing to do with overt, you know, Christian metaphor or whatever. And yet 
it's always the the beauty of the mystery. I think of when people do see things in my work or, or feel some sort of spiritual connection. I think you know that's it's not by intent necessarily. It's by just the the beauty of what God's doing in and through all of our work. And I yeah. think for for so many of us that I know for me that was a real place of freedom when I could when I came to that um, that I could just create that I didn't have to put all this baggage because I think you know any kind of creativity and art when it has all this front loaded baggage of it's supposed to be this, it's supposed to be like that or whatever, it gets icky. And there's a lot of pressure on the creative process and that, that closes us down and we're not able to be the people that God's called us to be. And so I just, I really appreciate that perspective from you and and you continuing to be faithful to that, you know, in what God's called you to do. And it, you know, it's so beautiful now. I mean, talk a little bit about what you're, you're doing, I've seen these incredible murals that you're doing and pieces that you're doing where fires have ravaged areas and all this. I mean, how did you come into creating art in these desolate places and really allowing that to be, you know, vehicles of transformation in people's life? Sure. Yeah. When I was let go from this company, I, uh, I, the first thing I did like three days later is I went and did a mural in an alleyway of a beautiful woman uh, kind of looking down with a rose in her hair. Mm. And, and so uh, 20 years back, you go, you go backwards, I was working on a series called The Bride. And The Bride is based off of the book in the Bible, Song of Solomon, all from a teaching of a lady that was in one of my churches that really got deep into Song of Solomon. And it really challenged me because of my upbringing, major father issues, wounds, and you know how to see wow, God sees me as his bride. He sees me as this beautiful Shulamite woman, yeah. you know, in, in the book of in Song of Solomon. And so I started this whole uh, process of painting on canvas first, where I was painting these really beautiful women in these like urban city settings, uh, because I lived on Sixth Submission in San Francisco, uh, feeding homeless and working with inner city kids. And uh, I loved the contrast, the juxtapose of a, this beautiful, soft woman's face in the middle of uh, an urban destruction or, you know, just chaos of, of, of life and sin, really. And so I, I painted this woman in the rose, and then I found this uh, abandoned water park on Highway 15 on the way to Las Vegas. And uh, my uh, oldest daughter and I went there and we painted, you know, I'm like, I'm not, worried about painting in an abandoned water park because it's riddled with graffiti. Right. There were actually graffiti artists painting. And I, I painted an image of a woman's face. And when I was doing that, there were major fires in LA and in a fire in my hometown where I grew up, uh, Chico, California, which paradise uh, completely just burnt down this whole city. Wow. So I had about two dozen friends I grew up with that lost their homes in the fire. And the first image I saw on Facebook was, was uh, my friends posted their chimney. That was all that was left of their home. And uh, I, as soon as I saw that chimney, I knew I needed to paint it. And then I reached out to my friends and it took about a month later till I could actually go up there. And I painted this image of this woman's face. Of course, I had full freedom, you know, freedom to do whatever I wanted. I wanted to do what was on my heart, and and to me that again that woman represents God's beloved, His bride, uh, mankind. So it was kind of my way of saying, 
God loves you. Jesus loves, you know, mm. the city of paradise. Well, that mural went viral. It went viral locally. And there were literally people that were crying wow. weeping because it was the first image of beauty that they, they saw after losing their whole community. Mm. And, and the, the community labeled that mural beauty among the ashes. And then that was it. That's all I needed. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, uh, all artists want to do is create artwork that that connects with people emotionally. I can sit in front of a Mark Rothko and cry for an hour. Well, wow. I can sit in front of a Jackson Pollock, and I did and cried uh, years ago. And I said, God, you know, I prayed right there. I said, Lord, um, I want to create artwork that does this to people that moves them emotionally. Mm. And I finally did that in paradise. And then I, that's it. I, I did 20 murals that year, all through 2019. I did three art installations. Uh, and then we, it was so successful that we put on a art exhibition, a one night art exhibition in Chico raised $60,000 that night. Wow. Wow. And uh, we were able to help and support the Paradise Art Center. And, and then there's been more after that. But that, and, and then I was on the cover of LA Times. I was in New York Times, Washington Post, NBC. Never experienced anything like that in my life. And that didn't make me an instant success, but uh, it gave me some credibility for, yeah. you know, a lot of people out there. You know, oh, hey, this guy's a serious artist. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You know, I, I love this. I love, I mean, I love stories of the kingdom showing up, you know, in our life unexpected. And I think, you know, I'm all, so I teach people marketing and, you know, how to thrive as an artist and all this kind of stuff and all we're doing. And people always want to know, well, Matt, you know, how do you get the, how do you get this notoriety? How do you get that award? How do you get recognized by this article or whatever, or this television? How do you go viral? And I'm like, you know, for me, and I'm just hearing the same thing in your story, everything that's ever happened to me, um, like that, that's been phenomenal. It's been like, you know, go viral or get you really great notoriety. It always comes out of the blue when I'm just faithful to do the thing that God's called me to do. It's yeah. like that in Matthew 25, you know, you're faithful with little. Now I'm going to make you ruler over much. Um, I mean, do you approach it that way? Because I mean, it sounds like to me, you're just being who you are, who God's called you to be doing the thing on your heart and you're trusting him for the the increase and in the, in the notoriety that he's going to bring at the right time. Absolutely. I tell people you have to be married to it. It's a, it's a long-term goal. It's life. It's a lifelong goal. That's good. And so you can't, there, there are no quick, um, easy roads. And if that happens, it's just, it happens, but you have to go into going, okay, I love this. This, this is my passion. I have to do art. I have to create, this is what God has called me. And you have to believe in that and then just take steps. I, I can do a $30,000 mural for a client. My wife knows the next day I'm going to go down to the LA arts district and I'm going to do something for free. Right. You know, I'm going to go paint Martin Luther King or, you know, right. I did a chat. It's with what we do, right? It's what you do. Right? It's, and, and honestly, that's when I'll get another job. I'll get mm -hmm. another job because I painted Chadwick Bosman right after he passed away. Wow. Um, why? Because I love him as an actor. Um, I, love Marvel movies. And I know that there's so much going on with social justice right now, you know, our, uh, and I just needed to go do something. And so you have to be that way. You've got to be like with all the, with, 
And again, forgive me, please. I'm pretty intense, <laughs> but people that are just sitting in their houses. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit in my house. You know, I'm going to practice social distance. I'm going to wash my hands and put on a mask, but see you later. I'm going to go paint. Right. Right. I don't, I don't care if there's meteors hitting the, the, this earth. I'm, I'm going to paint and go out painting, creating it. something. I love it. Well, Shane, I love your story. I love getting to hear your heart. I know folks are going to want to connect with you more and see the work that you're doing and all that. So where's the best place that, that people can connect with you to kind of take the next step? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook, Shane Grammer Arts. Uh, that's S-H-A-N-E-G-R-A-M-M-E-R-A-R-T-S. So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, ShaneGrammer.com is my website. Awesome. Well, Shane, thanks so much for being on the program. Big inspiration for me and and I know for our listeners as well. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.